bad movies, bad life advice, and even worse life decisions. We cover it all here on the Life with Kenny podcast. I'm your host, Kenny. Grab a beer, sit back, and relax for this week's episode, because things are about to get weird. What's an all-American girl like you doing with a geek like this? Forgiveness is divine, but never pay full price for late pizza. Fuck me gently with a chainsaw. Jimmy was off the hook. I know you really don't listen to Slipknot. Treasure and hope. You are listening to a Life with Kenny podcast. Not quite my tempo. It's all good. No worries. Here we go. Welcome to this week's episode of Movie Night, the podcast series where you find out why Judd Crandall feels the same way about corpses as moviegoers feel about remakes. That sometimes dead is better. Uh, I'm joined by my regular co-hosts Patrick <laughs> and Kyle to discuss the 2019 remake of the 1989 called horror film. Are they getting worse? I feel like the intros are getting worse. <laughs> Somehow. <laughs> that was the same as the last yeah. one. <laughs> I just I just tweaked like one one phrase because mm. I thought it was topical. This is basically yeah. the exact same movie review as what we're doing mm. for a different movie. Uh, so we're talking about 2019 Pet Cemetery today. Uh, it's going to be a little bit of a different format because we don't have the post or pre-show stop, go talk, come back thing. Yeah. So I figured this time, since we all went and saw it opening night in theaters, which was tonight, we're recording this on Friday. I think this will be released next Friday. So it'll give people time to go see the movie if they really want to watch it before they listen to this. Mm. Um, <clears throat> okay, so before we jump into the movie, I was thinking maybe since we recorded the original Pet Cemetery episode two days ago, we don't really have things to talk about for things we've seen. Unless what you kind guys of beer do did have. you guys have? Huh? What kind of beer did you have? When? Original 16. I had two. Oh, 16? And I was, I was pretty wavy after that, honestly. I was we got to talk good. about something. Break the ice. Oh, I got, I got some stuff to talk about. That's why I'm kind of curious here. Yeah, I nearly, you, I nearly fell over. And, oh, so I was pretty tipsy by the time we got into the theater. Right. Also, I choked on Kyle's popcorn <laughs> while he was in the bathroom. Also, While you were in the bathroom <clears> with him? No, no, no. That, that was popcorn on his, you choked on? on his penis. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but while I was sat there choking on the popcorn, I then reached for my drink and spilt my drink all over my shirt. Kyle. It was not my fault. Your, your penis is getting both the right. title of popcorn and drink today? What the hell? Yeah. And then when I stood up to go to the bathroom, <laughs> to I clean off the pretty drink, much wink, wink, fell over because I was actually quite drunk. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad this movie sobered you up enough to yeah. get. Well, I think the, the three burgers that I'm. Making my way through <laughs> that you just also. inhaled, yeah, man. <laughs> that's why I don't want to get any food because I'd have been done before you guys even got your food. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's fair. Uh, yeah, I figured so today. Uh, do you guys have uh, anything you've watched in the past two days? Probably not. Hey, no, I haven't watched anything really. Mm-hmm. Um, last night I watched an old episode of Family Guy, <laughs> and it was how, on TV. How wow. was that? <laughs> Oh, it was stupid. Yeah, as it is. I figured, actually, today, since we all went to the same movie, uh, we would talk about uh, the trailers that we saw beforehand. Because as I was watching them, I was like, you know what? I kind of want to talk about these trailers. These are some movies that are coming out that I have mixed feelings about. Yeah, there was uh-huh. that, that one horror trailer. Okay, it was so, horrible. So the first, the first one I want to bring up is the Dark Phoenix movie. Yeah. Um, are you yeah. guys fans of the X-Men movies? The one thing that I noticed about that trailer is 
all of them are supposed to look younger, right? Like they're all supposed to be younger actors, but they all looked fucking old. <laughs> right. I haven't, I, I feel like the struggle with that is because the X-Men films have been so erratic in the way they've been released. Right. There's so many different characters. And quality have, wise. Right. I feel like since Logan, the release of Logan, you can't really top it, you know, especially you know going back to I the have, story. I have seen more X-Men films than I have any other superhero films. Right. I've, I've seen more in the X-Men series than I have Marvel, DC, any of that stuff. And how do you feel about them? Like for I, me, First Class honestly, knocked it out of the park. Like that was a good revamp of the X-Men franchise. Well, I kind of, I liked the one where the mutants were kind of rising up. But like, uh, what, what's his that's face? All of all of them? No, no, no. Like, <laughs> like what's his name? Magneto had um, taken on a bunch of them and made them kind of have his own ideology. Right. Oh, and is that like, like when they're in the glass room at the yeah, beginning? Yeah, yeah they were like invading that prison island to try and liberate all the ones that had been captured. Right. Um, I like that movie. I thought the concept of that was real cool because there would obviously be that divide. Right. But then I, I don't know, I sort of lost track after that. They started time traveling. And yeah. I think when movies start time traveling, that's when I kind of lose They interest. run out of ideas. Yeah, right. Well, so, so what I think happened is um, Fox, they were, they were in the process of making one more X-Men mi- movie, um, which I did like the first one of this, this current iteration was first class. The second one was kind of shitty. And then the third one, uh, the po- Apocalypse one. Uh, was like yeah, I did see that. Was impossible to I follow. I did see that. Sorry, um, I was reaching for my burger. Didn't want anyone to hear the rappers. And for that one, that one threw me off completely off the X Men movies. So like now, th- then I w- then they announced Logan, and that was a breath of fresh air. Like you were you were kind of like, okay, they can do X Men movies right. This is the way mm. you got to do it. You got to go hard R, all in, self contained story, no time travel bullshit, just that. Well, like. Say if if they'd done like they did for Logan, if they did one about Cyclops. Right. I feel like that would have been pretty cool because he had fucking virtually no control over his power, right? Well, the thing is, is if you take it as just like in general, any character and you make it like a gritty grounded character or even just go balls out with it like they did with Deadpool, it's Mm. fine. People will like it. But I feel like they're dragging out a story that nobody wants to see, even though Dark Phoenix is one of the like most popular X-Men stories ever made, like written. Like the comic book itself is like huge. And trying to turn that into a movie now with the characters that they have that people don't really want to see, I feel like it's going to be like, it's going to be crickets at the box office. Question for you. Is a movie adaptation of a comic book usually better than a movie adaptation of a book? Um, it, It depends. It depends on the comic book story. Because if the comic book story sucked in the first place and they mm. made a good movie out of it, it's it's different than having an awesome book that turned into a shitty movie. True. And it, I would say, it depends what comic book because like even Deadpool, there's how many different variations of Deadpool comic right. books, right? And now you have a movie that's based off of I I feel know, like, one of them. I feel like with the Marvel Universe in general, they've done a pretty good job at keeping their quality high overall. I know mm-hmm. you'd probably disagree, but I think most people would. DC's had trouble keeping it, and I, I think the X-Men movies in general have 
good parts and bad parts, and I feel like it hasn't delivered on the stories that they're they they're basically taking the most popular X Men stories you can possibly do, and then just kind of throwing a movie out into the public to be like yeah. this is just like a fraction of the information. I mean, I, I am guilty in a sense that I've never really given the um, Marvel universe a try. Right. Like I've never been wildly interested in them but if, if i sat down and watched all the movies back to back i'd probably think fuck this is wild because i know there's like it's big budgets right yeah big budgets mad special effects loads of fucking action all but over the place have you seen any of them at all really um i've seen the avengers and you didn't like it and captain america well there's uh there's a 22 movie 59 hour marathon <laughs> Yeah, the two two days before it's like uh, April. Endgame comes. It's two days before Endgame yeah. comes. I it's think. like April. So is is, is Endgame going to be the last one? So Endgame is going to be what wraps up the current, basically from what they started from the beginning to now. It's basically going to be like the end of the story. I'm sure. Then more they have Spider Man. The new Spider Man movie comes out after that. But that's going to be its own like self-contained thing based off of that. That was weird. Did you guys hear that? Yeah, it kind of popped in and out. Um, so that was, that's its own thing. Oh, it's Do your it headphone thing. Uh, but after that, apparently they're taking two years off of Marvel movies is what I, w- I read. So, I, I mean, it makes sense because Marvel, actually, D- Disney acquired Marvel. They also just acquired Fox, which is Deadpool, mm. all the X-Men characters and stuff. So, who knows? Maybe they're trying to find a way to cast these X-Men characters that properly and integrate it. kind of worries me a little bit. Disney mm-hmm. with Deadpool. No, they already said that they're, they're not changing anything about it. It's successful on its own, so why would they change it? They said they're True. okay with hard R and stuff. Yeah. They even said with, like, Logan and stuff, they're cool with that stuff. So like Disney's been they already greenlit yeah. the next alien movie. Well like I've probably I've probably said this before on the podcast but that was the genius behind Logan is that everyone that grew up watching X-Men was when Logan came out they were able to get into R-rated movies. Right. You know. Yeah. The fans grow up. I know. That, that's the that's yeah, that's the biggest point and I think that's the biggest disappointment with people now is they they want the R stories mm. that they they think that would be the best version of these characters. Like Venom was kind of a disappointment mm-hmm. because it felt like they were holding back the entire time. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know. So don't... what? what's your, your guys' favorite X-Men character? If you were to pick one. Character? Um, I mean, Wolverine's classic. It would right. probably be Wolverine. Yeah. Just because overall, even in the comics and stuff, he's got a lot. And he's Canadian. So he's got a lot going on there. Like... The actual Wolverine as a character in the comic books is Canadian? Yep. Huh. The more you know. <laughs> do, 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 do. Well, he seems to be the only one that has a power that doesn't also come as a massive inconvenience. Well, he's also the only one that really has like a man-made power as well. Hmm. But like, there's a girl in there that can touch people and they die. Yeah. Rogue. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then there's Wasserface face that just goes mental and everything explodes. Okay, what what X Men character would you like to see have a movie? The Frog Boy, Toad. Yeah, <laughs> I think Toad's pretty dope. Do you know? Uh, that'd, be, that'd be like <laughs> like the Ant movie. <laughs> do you know? Um, do you know the band Say Anything? Nope. No, they're like kind of like an emo band. 
Um, the singer of that band, Max Bemis, he wrote a comic book a couple years ago called The Worst X-Men. And it's, it's about a teenage boy who has powers, um, except he can't use them because his power is to turn himself into an atomic bomb. But it's like an, a one-use one use power because he would die too. Yeah. So it's like, how would you find out that's your power, first of all? <laughs> Second of all, he goes to Mutant Academy now because he has powers. They force him to go to this academy with all these powered people. But his power is literally like to suicide bomb once and that's it. <laughs> what, um, like that would be a fucking like torturous doom squad doom patrol yeah doom patrol yeah they made a tv series of that because there's a movie coming out soon right uh no there's a tv series brendan frazier is one of the yeah he's a robot it. right yeah it's yeah, a yeah. tv series i think it's on fx or something like that. oh i didn't realize the tv series or hulu was maybe but yeah they turned it into a tv series hmm. um yeah there's lots there's runaways there's all kinds of Marvel characters that they could do cool things with. But Growing up, I always thought Gambit was a really cool. Yeah, well, character. Gambit was going to be played by Channing Tatum. Oh, yeah. They were going to do a Gambit movie with Channing Tatum. Hmm. Um, apparently, he's a huge fan of the characters, so I'd be intrigued to see how that goes. But oh. All right, um, next. What's up? Yeah, I was just, I was just curious because I think Dark Phoenix is going to be kind of a flop. It's going to yeah. be a little oh, bit yeah. of a disappointment, which is sad. But uh, And then we had <clears> the La Llorona movie. I yeah. think that is Garbage. going to be dog shit. So, yeah. are you guys fans of the Conjuring verse, the yeah. Conjuring universe? The first movie, yes. Didn't like the second. I liked the second, but only because of how fucking creepy the nun is. But then I watched the nun, and then it was obsolete. See, I liked the nun. Oh, I liked it. But all she really did, think like think about it. All she did when she was ever on camera was move forward slowly. Right. And go. <laughs> there was bar that. Right. It, there was nothing. It was like a gentle mugging at the end of that movie. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. But like, uh, yeah, I feel like they should have kept it. They should have withdrawn her a little bit until right at the end of the movie. Because the most terrifying thing about the nun is See, that you don't really know what she is. Well, but also you already know what she looks like. So withdrawing and holding her back makes no sense in no, that regard. But you, you knew what she looked like in The Conjuring. Because you, you knew it from that, right? Yeah, it's the, it's the exact same though in, yeah. in The Nun. But in, in The Conjuring, she was creepier because she only appeared. I don't know there was that one hallway scene in the nun that was Fuck, really yeah, no, that fucked was, up that was disgusting I'm, yeah, t I'm telling I you that. I think I think the nun is a very underrated horror movie and I feel like a lot of people just wrote it off for whatever reason because when I went and saw it I was kind of floored about how how like decent it was maybe it's because I went in with low expectations but see I think that I think that was my problem I went in with quite high expectations because I loved like the idea of the nun right I just feel like yeah my my problem is is that I I fucking love backstory like lore, yeah you know so even if a film is garbage if there's a cool idea behind it I'll think the film is way better like sleepaway camp <laughs> exactly <laughs> Or Miami like, Connection. There's there's so many terrible horror movies. Yeah, but they have such original ideas. Yeah, I mean, but original doesn't always make it good. It doesn't though. always mean good. No. Like but for you, example, Hereditary. Ah, oh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> 
but you, um, you, you you kind of take that idea and think that if if someone with better acting skills and better directing skills got hold of that idea first, it probably would have been really good. Right. And I start like thinking about what I would have changed in my head, and I ended up I end up freaking myself out even more than the movie did. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I'm I'm I like horror in that regard. Right. Like I love putting myself in it. Yeah, that's fair. Kyle looks like he's falling asleep. Do you like the Conjuring movies? I don't watch that stuff. We should we should definitely watch one with him. We should, but I don't like. It's almost something that maybe we should do outside of the podcast. Just like one mm. night, just get together and do that. But we oh, we should do um, it the night that we um chat shit around the fire. Yeah, we should do that. Doesn't have to be but, a movie night. Um, so La Llorona, The reason I ask is because apparently this is part of the Conjuring verse somehow. It's uh, the same guy, James Wan, who created Saw mm. and created the Conjuring verse, whatever, and did Aquaman. Uh, he, he, yeah, he directed Aquaman. All right. Uh, which was awesome, by the way. Um, he is doing La Llorona. I think he might just be producing, but it's apparently part of the Conjuring verse. It looked like garbage. So, so that's kind of what I was. I was based on knowing that now and seeing the trailer. Does that change your your perspective on it at all? The thing I didn't like about the trailer was that the one thing that was probably going to frighten people was the fucking jump scare. Yeah, jump scares are fucking worthless. Right, mm-hmm. and they drive me mental because it's like and there you, was like two or three in that whole trailer. Yeah, yep. you build the tension, you build the tension, you build the tension, and then boom, it's immediately gone. Yeah. If you if you don't have that big reveal, you kind of leave people at that fucking like holy shit, something's still going to happen. I know it. Right. But then they naturally start to come down and then something does happen. And it's like fuck you, you piece of shit. Right. It really scares the fuck out of you, which I like. See, I have two issues with this trailer. My first one is it looks like it looks straight up like an episode of Supernatural, the TV show. It looks like yeah. it's just ripped out of Supernatural. My second issue is um, there's so much mythology out there with cool names. Mm. You throw out Bloody Mary's coming to get you. You're like, Bloody Mary. That's creepy. That gives you tingles. Boogeyman. Yeah. But then it's like, La Llorona. And it's like, okay, so it's what a, is that? It's a Spanish porno. Right. Well, like it could be anything, right? It's not gonna. It's not gonna have the same effect on people who aren't familiar with the language. Mm. If they're just like La Llorona, it's like Pico de Gallo's coming to get you. <laughs> it's like chill out, Scarface. Like I don't. My name's Don Corleone. <laughs> right, and that's a bit more effective than La Llorona. Right? Yeah. You have a fucking so... dead mobster coming after your kids. I'd be shitting myself. <laughs> Yeah, find a horse head in your bed. <laughs> I wanted to. I, I haven't seen The Godfather. Have you guys? No, I've seen some of it. But I think that's I one we enough. could maybe do. For I, this I'm one. not sure. Too much because that's a three-hour movie. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Maybe not. That's disgusting. Um. But yeah, I, the reason I was asking is just because I, I when I watched it, the trailer, I just remember so many people saying it's going to be so terrifying and shit, and that was probably the second time I saw that trailer. Yeah. First and time it, I saw the trailer, I was. Well, I didn't see a trailer. I saw like a very quick teaser for it, and it was a little girl like standing next to a pool. Mm-hmm. And me and Raf sort of looked at each other, and we were like, "Yeah, that could be worth a, a fucking cheeky watch." But uh, nah, after that, I mean, even just like if you isolated the bathtub scene with the scare and just the kids acting in that scene itself, I was just like, "I'm kind of over this." Mm-hmm. Like, it's not. 
I like don't you, think it's going to be impactful at you've all. You've seen that a thousand times before. Right. It's like, okay, so the woman holds her head under the water and she comes up and yeah, she's there's, not there's only so many times you can show a creepy house and a creepy bathtub. Right. No one has a bathtub. And like the girl that never dies that way. What would be creepy is if you threw something in where like she held her head under the water and then gets stabbed 47 times mm. right on camera, right? Then you're like, okay, this is a little fucking creepy. Let's, uh, but yeah, I don't know. La Llorona, yay or nay? What do you guys think? I'll you gonna go see it. Dark Phoenix, I'm passing. I think I can agree. You guys probably will. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I might go see. Yeah, it just in case. Yeah, I'll have to hear your opinion on I, that before I go. Then you, you never know. It could be something that has a really decent backstory. Yeah, I mean, and it is James Wan. Yeah. Oh, sorry. What? Yeah, so we're recording rather late. So if you hear a lot of yawning, that's why. Insidious, right? Yeah. What did you think about those? Um. Because they got those worse. are very those are very hit and miss too for me. The so, like like along the same realms, the sinister movies. I feel like a lot of people hate those movies as well. But the first sinister movie is one of the few movies I've ever watched that gave me genuine chills when yeah, they're showing I, the snuff films. I fucking hated that movie. I I felt disgusting while I was watching those like little clips. Yeah, the and snuff the, films. The music, the way they made it, just like. They made you feel like you were watching something that you should not be seeing. Right. And that was really, really fucking strong. And I feel like, yeah, and I feel like if they can take that effectiveness and put it towards another movie, like, they're going to make millions. But if you just keep showing clips of, like, a little girl in a bathtub that, like, pretends to get drowned, it's not going to bring me in. Because, like, the first Insidious film was, in itself, it was a relatively decent movie. Right. But the idea behind it made oh. it so much better for me. If we ever do that, I have the perfect theme song for it. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I'm referencing? No. Insidious 2, the reveal, the twist, the plot twist, where you think it's a woman killing everybody the whole oh, time. Oh, fuck me. You Spoiler. ever see those movies, Kyle? Spoiler. I'm just going to have a nap while you guys <laughs> yeah, He looks fucking tired. Movies. Okay, so we'll move on to the next one because Kyle's tired. What about Rocket Man? How do you guys feel about that one? Have either of you seen uh, the Freddie Mercury movie that came out recently? Yeah. Bohemian Rhapsody? I think it could be okay. Uh, I, I feel I, like I'd probably cry while watching it. Rocket Man? Yeah. yeah. See, for me, watching Bohemian... I don't know a lot about Elton John, so it'd be... He's fucking be cool to watch. crazy talented. Oh, well, yeah. Unbelievably. But, yeah, I don't know much either, but I, I think he probably is a very inspiring person. I'm, oh, sure, yeah. he's, like, I'm sure he's lived a life, too. So oh, no doubt. It'll yeah. be a... Interesting movie. Yeah, stuff about music really fucking gets mm-hmm. me for some reason. Yeah. Like, real hard. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to go see that one. Because yeah. even just watching that trailer, I was kind of mesmerized by some of the shots, like when he's right? in the swimming pool and there's a kid at the bottom playing the piano. Mm, yeah. Like, if they just go all out, like, I feel like it's going to be more of like a, a surreal musical than anything. Mm, and definitely. I'm kind of intrigued by that. So There are some jams in that trailer as well. Yeah. Full on jams, man. So, Rocket Man, yay or nay? Yay, I would I'd, say. I'd probably go to it. Yeah. I, I want to check that one out for sure. Yeah. And then, lastly, the last trailer before we watched Pet Cemetery was the Hellboy remake, reboot. Yes, I definitely want to see that. Yeah? Yeah. Really? Yeah. 
How are you feeling about it, Kyle? Have you seen the Hellboy movies before? Uh, Do you know anything about the character? Yeah. Patrick, you know he's a comic book character, right? Yeah, I've seen the original, uh, the first Hellboy. You know it's comic books though, right? Yeah. You don't like comic book movies? Didn't say I didn't like comic book <laughs> um, movies. No, just just awesome. said that I wasn't. To me, the trailer. <laughs> to me, the trailer just looked like it was just way too much shit thrown in it. Yeah, that's and why. So, that's why I want to watch it. Yeah, and like <laughs> for me, I'm not into that kind. Those kinds of movies. Like, um, I've I've watched like one of my friends growing up. Well, Ethan's brother. Um, he was like really into Hellboy, and that was the first time I watched it. Was with him, and like. Man, it was so hard for me to get through that movie. Just there's, it just felt. For movies like that always feel like they just drag for me. Right. There's just so much, like action and blah blah blah. But to me, it feels like it's just dragging, and it's just like so much shit going on that I don't know. See, I lose interest in stuff like that quick if there's not like uh, emotion in the story. I guess. Yeah, fair. Like, if it's just an action movie, you'd be into it? That's why, like, after Tokyo Drift, I hated Fast and the Furious. <laughs> See, for me, uh, I feel like Mila Jovovich, uh, just her being in the trailer kind of put me off a little bit. Just because they yeah. fucking use her in every movie ever, and it's hard to... For I'm hoping me, that they don't give her, like, a, a massive part. It looks like she's the main villain. <laughs> who Who is the... Who's the actor... In the uh, David Harbinger, Harbinger, yeah, the guy from Stranger he's, Things. He's the sheriff from Stranger Things. That's that's who plays him. Yeah, oh, and I that'd think that'd be cool. I couldn't I even he's tell. Gonna, I think he's gonna kill it in yeah, the man. role. Yeah, and I have uh, Dax Shepard actually had a podcast where he interviewed him around the time he got cast for Hellboy, and he actually talked a little bit about the prosthetics he got to wear and mm-hmm. stuff, and it got me really amped up for the movie before even I saw a trailer for it, and then I saw the trailer and I was super amped for it, and then I showed. They showed Mila Jovovich, and I was like, yeah. "Oh man!" Like, but like the the amount of shit that happens in that, like it. What I liked about it is that it, it looks like, for a moment, the villain wins. Yeah. For a while, it looks like they win. Which is, yeah, Hellboy. Yeah. Essentially, and then it's like it's clawing it back from the brink, because like. What I hate about movies, right, is the the threat of that big apocalyptic event, mm-hmm. and it's like, holy shit, we have to fucking stop this. There's there's no way we can let this happen. But part of you really wants to see it happen, just to see what it'd look like, right? Right. But then they're like, oh yeah, we just managed to stop it. <laughs> Fuck you. Right. Kind of. Well, like kind of like Stranger Things in a sense, where yeah, they they kind of had the apocalypse, but not which. Mm. I felt they did it well, but no, I I think uh, Hellboy for me is going to be a yay. What do you guys think? Yay I would say yay. I'd I wouldn't it. go to it, but I'd watch it. So, really, you're not like you're not pumped for it in any way. You just if it was on Netflix, you might throw it on. Not not if it was on Netflix. If it if it was on TV at someone's house and they had it playing, I'd watch it. Ooh, okay. Looks well, like that's... we're getting Kyle drunk and going to watch Hellboy. Right, <laughs> that's rough. <laughs> Okay, well, uh, at this point, we've talked about the trailers before the movie, and I think it's time to jump into the movie itself. Uh, fair warning to listeners, um, this is going to be a spoiler-filled episode. Yes. Um, I, I wanted to talk a little bit about the book itself, because um, two days ago we had our last discussion, and since then I decided to uh, start listening to the audiobook. Uh, I've been listening to a lot of that, and I can tell you guys a little bit of insight from the actual book that might help 
uh, I don't know, push some things forward okay. from wow. the original movie. Thank stuff. you. Um, one of the things I wish they would have put in both movies that was in the book so far is uh, Lewis comes home after Pascal dies that day. Comes home, tells his wife he had a bad day. She runs him a bath. He goes and sits in the bath. She grabs a loofah from the shower, starts washing him with it, much like the girls do in Red Dead Redemption. Mm. Uh, and then she's washing him in the bath, and then she starts giving him a hand job in the bath. And that's in the book. And he oh. talks about it for a very long time. Why would you want that in the movie, Kenny? You want to see his wiener or what? I just think it would be incredibly <laughs> awkward. It would be like the sex scene from the room just well, thrown in the middle of a fucking movie. Would you Would you have the sound of the hand moving up and down awkwardly in the water? The water. So just this. <laughs> but all you see is a loofah, like one of those hand sponges <laughs> on her hand, like rubbing around. And then, and then in the middle of it, when he's like, let's say his leg starts twitching a little bit, oh, yeah, she going. looks over and you just see Zelda in the corner going, Rachel! <laughs> no, she looks on the other side of the bathtub and she also has her hand in and they're both going at it. <laughs> Rachel! It's like the new scary movie parody. <laughs> so it really would be. Uh, yeah, but there, there actually is quite a few things in the book uh, that I was hoping they'd... Um, put in the remake that they didn't have in the original, which mm. one of the things um, that I'm being serious about right now is the Wendigo. Uh, they actually did show even just like a drawing of it, and Judd did talk on it a little bit yeah. in this movie. There, you could see him in the trees. You yeah. could just about just see him like an outline. Yeah. I just I wish there was a bit more. Yeah, I feel like right. I feel like that was a big thing. It would have um, been it would have been sweet if like the Wendigo like charged him or something well, you know what i mean I, like I that would have been cool. what would have been a really cool ending scene is if the wendigo was like walking, was walking with the out of the forest mm -hmm. holding hands with the yeah. man oh, and the daughter okay let's not jump into this you too said much. spoilers already just because it's fine. just because once we dive into that conversation i am not going to be able to stop talking about this right. so <clears throat> Pet Cemetery 2019, starring Jette Lawrence as Ellie, John Lithgow as Judd Crandall, Amy Simetz as Rachel, and Jason Clark as Lewis. Um, I didn't put the kid's name because the, the youngest kid is pretty much useless in this movie. Mm. Um, Gage, if, if you're not sure. Uh, this movie was directed by Kevin Kolsch and Dennis Widmeyer. What do you uh, mean he's useless? He's psychic. Well... <laughs> Yeah, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. Uh, so those those guys are like a writer combo, director combo, who did uh, the movie Starry Eyes. Do you know Starry Eyes, Patrick? No. Uh, it's like a low-budget horror movie. I fucking hated it, so I was a little bit hesitant when I found that out uh, today. Uh, they also did something with the movie Holidays. Do you know that movie? It's like an anthology series. Yes, I think I've seen that. Right, so they did something in that as well. Um, I don't, I'm don't. i not sure which one. I'm, I'm assuming with the masks and stuff in this mo movie, he probably I, I did, did. I did like um, pretty much everything that was in that, actually. Yeah. I think I can just about remember all the of them. The Jesus Easter Bunny one. Yeah, there was like a, a kid that found a box or something. Mm-hmm. It's like a birthday one or something Yeah, stupid. a birthday one as well, yeah. Uh, they also did some stuff with the Scream TV series, which I'm not even going to touch. No. Uh, so the novel was written by Stephen King, obviously. Matt Greenberg wrote um, 
I don't know. It's like a stupid thing where one guy wrote the story and one guy wrote the screenplay. I don't know who did who. But Matt Greenberg did uh, 1408 as well, which is another Stephen King one we talked about. We did. Mm -hmm. And uh, the other writer is Jeff Bueller, who did another movie we talked about on the last episode. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Midnight Meat Train. Ah. Hmm. Which, Close aside enough. from sharing a nickname with my friend's mom, I know nothing about. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> a lot of uh, throwbacks to the last episode in this one. Um, but yeah, okay. So, boys, um, did you think you'd like this movie? Since I I can't ask you if you've seen this before. I thought it was going to be better. Yeah. Yeah. You're on the same page. I I wish, like, just from the one picture that I saw on the internet because I didn't want to watch the trailer. They showed like the creepy kids in yeah. the masks. Mm. If they would have put some more shit like that in it, it would have been that, you yeah, know, that, I... that creepiness could have been in the movie and made it a little better. Mm. It got way too serious. It did. It really did. I just... It's supposed to be a serious story. It's though, supposed to be a serious issue. story, yeah, but... I, I feel like they could have done so much more. For mm -hmm. me, they went way, like like you were saying before, <clears throat> they went into the trying to get the jump scares. Yeah, they where did. Where they could have just made it a creepy movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, okay, so a little bit more information on this movie. The budget was $21 million. Fuck me. Which was double the original. Um, it wasn't double the goodness. Well, yeah. The opening weekend gross is unknown because it's we are part of it. But yeah. from what we can see from just being in the theater, being a quarter to half filled. Yeah, the the opening weekend gross is at least $46. Yeah, yeah, I <laughs> can tell you that it's much. definitely going to be that much. Uh, yeah. But yeah, as of 10 a.m. this morning, it's got a six out of, or 6.6 .6 out of 10 on IMDb, Oof. which is the exact same as the original. That's weird. Uh, no, it's not weird, actually. It's got 69% on Rotten Tomatoes. The original had 50%. It's got a 3 out of 5 on Letterboxd, and 80% of Google users liked this. Only 89% liked the original. So, yeah, this is going to be a discussion to have. Um, okay, let's kick this off, though, quick. Uh, do, you, do you guys regret watching this movie? No. Kind of. Really? And what's your reasoning? I don't feel like it needed a, a remake. Like, why would you remake it but not do anything better? I, f I, I feel different. I feel like they did a lot better. But the only stuff that I feel like they did, the act in itself was way better, granted. Right. But every bit of acting compared to the 80s is going to be better. The special effects were also better, obviously. What? I disagree with you there. What, the special effects? Here's the thing. This felt like a Netflix movie. Mm, a Netflix original, right? Mm -hmm. Except that the, Steve, the last Stephen King Netflix original that I did watch was Gerald's Game. Have you guys seen that movie? Yes. And I feel like Gerald's Game special effects were way better than this movie's. They were. And I feel like that movie was a lot more captivating than this movie as well. That movie was Which is creepy. sad because this is a fucking box office movie. Mm. And not even half the theater was full. 
And I think the issue is because everybody who's gone to see it also feels like it's a Netflix movie. Yeah. It... Like the special effects, there's the scene where they're walking through the swamp. It took me right out of it. Because the swamp scene I thought was cool because in the book there's like a really long scene where they discuss how it feels like you're walking on bones but you can't tell because the fog is so thick and you, if you misstep you'll fall and like all this stuff. Mm. And it, as soon as they showed the swamp I was stoked but then it took me like you could that almost to realize it was green screened. It was almost as bad as the green yeah. screening in the room. You could almost see the fog machine. Yeah. There was all like, when they first cut to that scene where they're walking through, you could see this like. Poof, see the thing is, if it, this smoke. day, this day and age, when you have movies like The Avengers, where Robert Downey Jr. can look like he's wearing an entire suit of Iron Man armor and not be wearing anything even remotely close to that, mm. be put on screen and it look as realistic as it can possibly be. I don't want to go to a theater and watch a movie where it looks like it's actors standing in a room with a sheet behind them with yeah. just like a projector on it, right? And to me, that's what it felt like at times. Like they, they really could have done some sort of location. They did a little bit, I think, too, yeah, though. I mean, for that swamp, because there are creepy places out there. Well, even the Pet cemetery was kind of cool. But then, like, it, it was almost like the important parts where your special effects money would come into it. They just didn't use it. Mm -hmm. Although, the special effects on the little girl's face after... Yeah, they were pretty decent. ...was pretty good. I... I you mean the contacts? No, no the eye droop. Yeah, because it, mm. it wasn't... It wasn't obvious until you, you kind of looked at it and you were like, ooh, something's not quite right mm -hmm. there. But then I just didn't find the little girl very scary. But still, again, after getting hit by a truck, I think uh, you'd look a little bit more fucked up than that. Well, yeah, as, as far as I'm aware, all that happened is that she got biffed a bit by the ladder on the back of the truck. That's also part of like a mortician's job is to try and make them look as presentable as possible, also, even putting mm. clay on their face and shit. To also, in that one, like it, it was a lot like the crash in the first movie, but... I don't know. I think that fucking tanker thing would have blown up yeah. full of fuel or not. Yeah. Okay, the way that, that thing hit. Hmm. Okay, let's Fuck. let's jump into these post-show reviews quick, and then we can talk about our ratings. Actually, let's rate it first ourselves. Then we'll read the reviews, trivia, and then we'll dive into this a bit more. Because I feel like if we, we do that, we're going to get to like the two-hour point. <laughs> we don't want to get there. Uh, so... I mean, as of right now, before we discuss it much more, because we can, we can adjust it if we need to, but f for me, on a scale of one to five, I would give this, I've been thinking about this, I would give this probably a 3.5. Wow. Which is like me kind of being generous. I was going to give it a three, but then I'm like comparing it to, I gave Sleepaway Camp a three, and I feel like this is a little bit better for me than Sleepaway Camp. Like, I might recommend this to certain people, but I probably won't recommend it to everybody. That's kind of where I'm sitting at with it. But it wouldn't be like a theater recommendation. It would be a Netflix recommendation. Yeah, my issue with this is that I got way less enjoyment out of this one than I did the original. Really? Way less. Okay. So that, that makes your rating a little bit more difficult because yeah, your original I... rating is 2.5. So you feel like you have to rate it lower. 
No, I I feel like I'd probably rate it exactly the same. 2.5. Yeah. Yeah. Just, I didn't feel like it was any better or any worse because the scenes where it was better, it then did something slightly worse and then it just kind of kept balancing itself out. What do you feel like were, were like some examples of doing something worse? Because that's my my okay, thing so is like the stuff for me is basically comes down to special effects for things yeah, they do the, the first movie I didn't find scary, but I found quite funny. Right. This movie I didn't find scary or funny. Mm-hmm. At all. Either way. There was nothing creepy in this movie apart from the Wendigo. So, the sounds that thing were making right. fucked me up, man. I think we're going to have to disagree on that. We'll talk about that a little That's bit more. But perfectly fine. Yeah, No, I get what you're saying, though. There's there's definitely like a lot of things to be compared here. So it'll be nice to dig into this a bit more. Kyle, mm. 1 to 5, or 0. 0.5 to 5, I guess. What do you feel like? Um, I'm going to give it the same rating as I did, a 3. Which I'm feeling now I probably shouldn't give it a 3, but I'm going to because... If I wouldn't have watched the original two days before this one, Mm -hmm. it would have been a little better. See, this is my thing is I felt like the entire time I was watching it, I was filling in story gaps that might actually be there. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you hadn't seen the original or read the story and you just watched this This, as a standalone movie, it might be garbage. If I'd have watched this on its own without watching the previous one, I wouldn't have had a fucking clue what was going on. Right. So I guess in that regard, it's it's kind of hard for us to fully yeah, rate it like properly. If you were going to make a remake, you can't expect people to have watched the original. Yeah. And already know all of the background, right? right? Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree with you there. And for me, like when I was watching it, I definitely felt that yeah. at times. And that, that's why I kind of, I didn't feel any different about it. Because it was literally like watching the same movie. Yeah. Just like the first half of it was the exact yeah, there same was no different. movie. I, see, for me, be, because I've been listening to the audiobook, I've been comparing the book to the original all day. And I've been noticing that it's completely different. I didn't, didn't like that. But when I was watching this remake, it was almost like there were parts that were shot for shot from the book that are are like like for me it made me a bit more excited to see what was happening on screen just because of that because there were certain things that they did change even very minorly like certain characters they introduced and stuff like that that uh, i thought was kind of like like kind of cool that they tried to stay close to the source material in that regard but also in that regard it was like almost like i said taking uh parts of a story chopping okay this is the best way to explain it it's like if they shot a full movie and they were like okay we need to condense this into a vlog for today and they just cut out all the stuff that mattered and they were like okay here's like a greatest hits clip show of this movie and and they'll just throw in some random slow burn stuff just to kind of try and explain it but there's not enough there to explain everything the way Mm -hmm. that it needs to be explained and to me, that's like the most difficult part of this story. But that's the same as, as like what I said in the last one is you're taking a really extensive, very descriptive book right. and making it into a movie. And I feel like if they would have done this 
as a longer movie, like lent into it and just said, or made it like two a, and a half series of whatever. like, yeah, like a, a TV series, Netflix series. It could have been yeah. very good. It's just, it's kind of sad that it's just what, what it is, I guess. Yeah. I, I was hoping that it was just going to be, cause like there was nothing really wrong with the original. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was just an eighties movie. Right. Yeah, so I mean, they, they had such a solid foundation to build on. There was, there was, wasn't anything wrong, but there wasn't anything like great about it either. Though, no, which was the issue. I mean. No, but that's, it, 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 there's a lot of things. Like they, they were starting with a solid two point five. Yeah, like it's five. a, it's a good way to, um, to get you interested and learn. Like the first one, you you learn some stuff. If they would have made this more extensive and told yeah. you a lot more stuff in it and used a lot more background and didn't just completely follow the first one like you they could have changed the storyline a little more mm. yeah okay well let's read let's read user reviews real quick because uh, there's a lot that i want to talk about with this um yeah i will we'll get into that uh so kyle i guess will be the first reader i think i gave you the one out of ten mm-hmm Okay, yeah, so these are shorter reviews. These are all reviews from this week because these are all people who have seen it in the past couple days. Um, You've heard our rough review so far, so let's hear from other people. These are all IMDb user reviews. Kyle, take it away, I guess. (laughs) This one's from April 3rd, 2019. It's a 1 out of 10 from Rowan Mail Lot. (laughs) Is uh, is there any numbers after that name? Nope. Okay. (laughs) Um, he says, or he or she says, another stupid slasher. I don't even know why I'm reviewing this, to be honest. It was such a uh, piece of garbage and complete waste of your money. Here's some advice. Don't mess with the original. Short and sweet. Mm. Um, I mean, saying it was a complete waste of your money and a piece of garbage, I think is a little rough. I don't know if it's a waste of money, but I mean, it, I definitely did feel like you paid for it. Yeah, I, I guess, <laughs> I guess so. But we also, I, I feel like I also so get cool. a little bit more out of it because we get to come back here and talk about it. If it was just me going to watch it and leave, I feel like I'd be a little bit more disappointed yeah. with it. No, like it wasn't, it's not like it was garbage. Um, it was cool for me. It was cool to watch the new one after watching the, the first one. Cause it, it's, it's cool to see the differences yeah. on, and uh, like obviously the person who, <clears throat> the people who made this one too are fans of the original, and it's cool that they wanted to redo it and whatever. But I just feel like they could have done so much more. Mm-hmm. It, it, I want like it makes you think like, were they pushing a deadline to get it out? Um, they were, yeah. Do you also feel like? part of you is comparing this to it subconsciously as well yes the like the new it movie mm-hmm. was incredible and it was so good yeah. do you, so do you guys feel like that's at the bar a little bit high like maybe if yeah, this came I out like just before it incredibly high right. i feel i feel like if they would have made it a little more like it where they didn't get um so far in the story because it is making a sequel to now and they kind of split it up so that they could give a lot more backstory which they could have done with this because they leave the ending wide open anyways so the the main difference between them is that it had some jump scares 
but what it did do is that it frightened you Mm -hmm. but then the thing that frightened you didn't go away Mm -hmm. it stayed there on screen and you were just kind of sat there having to fucking face this just sheer creepy scenario so do you guys feel like if they would have split this up into two parts they would have been able to do more with it yeah yeah i feel like they they should have focused on also the thing that i hate about scary movies is when they make everything so dark and hide everything if you have that much money to spend on fucking prosthetics and and green screen and well they obviously don't fucking 21 million dollars is quite a bit you, they could have they could have used their money a little more wisely. Yeah, no, but you know what that. I mean. When I watch when I watched it, they didn't hide a fucking thing. No, they had like that guy the that guy's makeup was done and it was creepy as fuck and he was in your face the whole movie. Right. They didn't hide a thing. It was like they did it in and that's the that's daytime. What fucking creeped me out is because it, it was never at night. He was. The, always the there. creepiest always. part of that movie for me was when he was standing outside of that abandoned mansion in the sun, just yeah, staring. I fucking at you. hated and that. And that that like is burned in my brain now. Yeah, and that fucking creeped me out. And that's what I'm saying. Like it's right out there, nothing to hide. And mm-hmm. that's what I hated. Like this movie again. Every time that they had something that was supposed to be creepy, like fucking Zelda in there. They made it dark and dingy, and they you couldn't see a fucking could have thing. Incorporated her more, I think. Whereas in the last one, we were like, "Why the fuck was she in there?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but they didn't explain her. At yeah, all. they did. They that's the one thing that I did like about this is they did explain. Yeah, and and they had a good way of doing it. Mm. Like they had the daughter ask, but like because you they know, explained it, they should have. I would have quite liked it if the daughter to like. To bother the mum, took the form of Zelda and was like crawling mm-hmm. about. Right. Um, okay, just some insight, real quick. I looked this up just so we can reference. So the budget for uh, Pet Cemetery was twenty-one million. Mm-hmm. The budget for it was thirty-five million. So that's yeah. almost double, which means like. <laughs> but it was it was a longer film. Right. It's two hours. Right. It. Right, but that's still also like the, a like, lot more money to throw into special effects, though. The thing that bothers me mm. is if they're so scared of the the Wendigo in the dark or whatever, why the fuck doesn't he just go bury them up there in the daytime too? So like, they do that to hide shit. They make it me, always dark to make it no. Seem so darker. in the book, the whole idea is that. Um, the spirit of Pascal is trying to keep uh, the father from going up there because he's basically warning him like death is coming. Just uh-huh. I've seen it. Just no matter what happens, don't do this. And the Wendigo is known like its power is to lure man into the forest so that it can feed off of its energy like feed on it so i think the whole idea of this actually is like the energy that they're feeling that's drawing them to the forest like they maybe don't explain it as much but it's actually like the entire thing that's going on is the the wendigo that's why the ground is soured because the wendigo came he tainted that sacred place and anything that's buried there the wendigo claims as its own and it like sours the soul and it kind of possesses it and that's what i got from it anyway so in this one, when they kind of explain it more, where they have like that energy, 
that's drawing him back to it. Like you see at one point, the father just can't help but keep bringing shit back. In the original movie, you were like, why does he keep bringing people back? This is fucking <laughs> yeah. stupid. There's no, but, but in this, you but felt, he doesn't. You, well, I personally kind of felt like he felt almost like a need to keep going back with things. Cause he no. was like, even though he saw the cat was evil and stupid, there was a part of him that was just like mad and depressed and like vulnerable to the possession of the forest. I, I disagree. I don't think I don't think he was possessed by the forest. I think it was just he was hurting so bad about losing his daughter that he wanted to like like he said like that's what they were making this whole movie about. It wasn't him being possessed from <clears throat> by the forest like the original one did did kind of make me feel like that. This one I feel like it was just he would do anything to have his daughter back and yeah. he and he was like i'm going to give this a shot and he and i don't think he really like did not think it was going to work but he needed to try mm. I feel and like and he that's what he like he said he's like um <clears throat> i just i i wasn't ready to not see her like yeah. i needed her in it my was life way more of an like emotional I, attachment and yeah and that's what made the, the movie one. so no, serious I, I get that but also like even like john lithgow's character judd explains in this he says that that, that the forest feeds on your grief and your vulnerability yeah like he explains it that like he finds you at your lowest it like finds you at your lowest point and it brings you in but in this movie compared to the original he didn't he was not gonna bring his wife back he was not going to yeah, he was no, like he, I, he's like i'm fucking done this, in this is a movie? bad idea in yeah. this the new one he was not going to he wasn't it was the daughter that it was her she wanted to bring them like kill the yeah. mom and bring her back it was her plan yeah it was all the daughter's plan right because she wanted she wanted the she wanted to be I with her like, mom as i feel a, like the factor here that kind of broke it for me was the fact that gage was there if Gage was left at the grandparents and he didn't have that <clears> kid to look after, I feel like he probably part of him would have just given in. Because the mom no. if the mom didn't show up with Gage, there would be so many different things that happened here. Like in the original, he doesn't even see his wife until she's dead. Mm -hmm. Here, he he actually has to like kind of snap out of it a little bit to save his yeah. child. And that and that's the thing. Like I think he uh I feel like it's it like snapped him out of his grief a little bit to be like, hey, you got to fucking like man my, up. My take my charge, dead daughter this. just killed my wife. He he isn't fucking trying to save anyone now except for his wife. Right, yeah. but if Gage wasn't there, I feel like he probably would have just been like, okay, Ellie, you can't do this, honey. We got to fix this. Let's let's fix your mom. Let's fix this. We can fix this. But because Gage was there, I feel like that introduces something else to the plot. Yeah, I kind of, I get that. Because in, in the original, he he's already grieving. Mm -hmm. And then he finds his wife dead. Right. And then it's just this... Because he, he was so close to not even killing his son again. Right. But then he just had to. But he still decided to bring his wife back. Exactly. Yeah. But in this, and because even when the, she came back, he was, was happy like, to see her. Yeah, because the kid was, because Cage was yeah. still alive. But as well. he he was thinking that it maybe it only worked on, like it only made men bad, mm. like males. Yeah, no, I feel like he just fucking fully. He didn't have a chance yeah. to be grieving long enough to go back to the forest, but and it, he yeah. probably would have done. 
See, yeah, I think in the new one, it was he saw the evil in his daughter right away, and that turned him off of it. Mm, he didn't. He he was no. he was debating it. Even when he saw the neighbor, he was kind of like, "Oh, Ellie," and he was kind of like, you could see that inner turmoil of like, "How am I going to reel this in? How am I going to figure this out?" Because he was even with the wife, he was trying to figure out ways to keep Ellie there, no matter what. Like, mm-hmm. even when the wife was like, I'm going to leave, he's like, no, it's fine, sweetie. Mm. And if he would have came back and John Lithgow was dead already, he would have been like, it's fine. And that's why he ran back was to be like, don't hurt your mom. He didn't care that he already she already killed the neighbor. He just didn't want her to hurt the mom. But because the mom was holding Gage out the window and was like, take care of our baby, he basically had to be like, fuck, this is like going too far. Yeah. I have to snap out of this. Yeah. Because it's almost like that point past grief where you have to just snap out of it. It's almost like with the person that you love, if you guys both go through something traumatic together, like like death, um, you you have to snap out of it to be there for one another at some point where you can't just like process those feelings or just like wallow in them, I guess. That's the way I feel anyways. Mm. I got to say though, the the killing scene at the very end was pretty good. <laughs> like he, he, the, I got the, the man and the man actor in this uh, movie was way better than the last one. Oh yeah, no doubt. The acting Absolutely. in this movie, I feel like is phenomenal. For me, it was, m- my issue with it was like 80% special effects. Yeah. Um, okay. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about these last couple of rev- Reviews, and then I want to kind of go through and, and bring up some things that they've changed and see what you guys think, if it was for better or for worse and things like that. We'll go through that a little bit. Um, Patrick, did you read yours yet? No. Okay, so you got the 5 out of 10, right? Yeah, so this is from M. Daska, um, April 2019. It's a 5 out of 10, and he, he says, Sometimes the original is better and shouldn't be remade. <laughs> <laughs> what started with some potential Pet Cemetery 2019 oh, should on, just man. stay buried was... forever. Fuck <laughs> off, Kenny. I'm not giving you the satisfaction. <laughs> Clark and Lithgow do a good job with a very thin script, which I agree with. There was barely any script in this. I feel like at one point the wife muttered something that I thought was pretty funny. That was clever. Uh, oh, it was... Uh, the one line in the movie that I really yeah, liked yeah. was uh, when he said the, Good the thing count you're not was a fucking dead. Vet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did enjoy that. Well, that was in the first one too, but was it? Or he said it. I think he said he's like he's like. Well, I'm not a fucking vet. Oh, I don't. Remember oh, I think that. he did. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, sorry. Go yeah, on. It was um, funny. The filmmakers really did try and scare the audience with a jump scare every five to ten minutes, and increasing that majorly in the last act. Not going all nostalgic, but the original, although a bit cheesy at times, was actually scary and didn't really cheap on jump scares. The whole twist everyone is talking about is revealed in the second trailer and it didn't pay off. Sometimes dead is better in this case. This should be buried with the other bad Stephen King films. Such a shame. Was looking forward to this. This was no it. Put it that way. See, yet another person that was comparing it to it, Mm -hmm. which is problematic. Um... But yeah, because it, it it's a different film completely. It's not even the same people funding it. Like, nothing about it is the same except that it's based on someone's book. Yeah. So it's it's tough. Um, I'll read mine real quick. Uh, this is by Guyver Baseman, or Basem. 
uh, from April 4th, 2019. It's a 10 out of 10. Wow. A perfect one is the tagline. Fuck you. This made me really scared. The movie is really super great. I hope there is a sequel. (laughs) I bought the ticket before movie started, and I was the only person who is watching it, believe it or not. Is that it? Yeah, there's no punctuation, and he literally says... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I bought the ticket before movie started and I was only person who is watching it, believe it or not. So when he just you, said... You're not going to buy the ticket after the movie, that's what are I, you? <laughs> fucking not. And he was the only person in the theater. <laughs> I, I guess that's the... I'm movie. not sure he watched the movie. <laughs> so yeah, that was a, a thing. That, uh, <laughs> that was the 10 out of 10 review. Genuinely skeptical that he was ever even at a theater. Right, that's kind of why I picked that one for the 10 <laughs> it's, just, it's just a robot that they paid to like, <laughs> review the movie. Well, this movie is great. I like movies. Movies I can watch. <laughs> Human needs sustenance. Uh, this movie was very horror. <laughs> okay, let's talk about some of this trivia real quick. Get that out of the way. And then we'll touch on some things. And I, yeah. Kyle, you got your trivia lined up here, oh. buddy? There's um, not as much as the old one, but I don't really expect there to be because it's only been out for today. So, but there's some Jason stuff. Clark. Who's that? Uh, Jason Clark is the main guy. Yes. All right. So this one, uh, Jason Clark revealed that the scariest scene that he did was digging up his on-screen daughter in the real cemetery at 4 a.m. during filming. Which would be kind of creepy when you think about it. 4 a.m., you're in a graveyard. Wow, 4 a.m. Digging up in a cemetery. They actually filmed that at 4 a.m. Yeah. Probably. I mean, like, some shoots are fucking crazy, like, all-night shoots. Because they got to get the right takes and stuff. They could have so. just done it in a room with a green screen. Yeah, yeah man. Everything well, else was. <laughs> I wasn't looking at the background in that one. <laughs> not when it not when Where it's Where was important. that one police officer there? Yeah, and that, that cop didn't show up, hey? Yeah, not today. <laughs> I know, I was waiting for it. I was watching it, like, waiting for it. <laughs> he was like, oh, is that a shovel by that tombstone? Oh, well. <laughs> he just, nope. Gravedigger forgot his tools. <laughs> didn't see that. <laughs> Looks fine to me. But to be honest, though, if you're, like, a fucking cop and you pull up to a graveyard and you see, you think somebody's actually in the grave and you're like, don't know if that's a person or not. Yep. See you tomorrow. Fucking gone. <laughs> I'll be back in the morning. Yeah, I'll I'll come check this out in two hours. <laughs> yep. Uh, all right, Patrick, you got your trivia here, buddy? I do, yep. Okay, so... Uh, when Rachel is returning home from Boston, there is a highway sign that says Derry 20 miles, an Easter egg for it. In the original, uh, the sign said Salem's Lot, a reference to another King story. Did you guys pick up on that? Nope. Hmm. No, I didn't see it. It was when they were in that traffic jam. There was a thing that said Derry. Mm. Saw the sign, didn't make the connection. Okay, yeah, so Derry, Maine is where it is set. Mm. So, um, okay, so I will read this one. I think this is the one that you guys don't have. Uh, In March 2019, producer D. Bonaventura admitted that a prequel to the film is possible if the film is a success financially, saying, I generally don't start thinking about sequels until they're a success. I think there's if there's anything here, it's a prequel. I think if you look at the book, we didn't cover all that stuff that happens before the Creed family moves in. So I think there's a movie there, and I think it, I'd 
be particularly interested in doing that because again it's the source material and you are going towards something that also has a lot of crazy creepy feelings about it so they should have just done that first yeah they really should have right so i feel like a prequel is a terrible idea because as we saw in the movie which i'll talk about it, it, there's some things that they mentioned in the book such as one of the things judd mentions in the book is that somebody buried a a, a bull a cow bull mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it came back to life and in my head i pictured like a fucking like you know running with the bulls in fucking spain mm. i just pictured that in like one town just one bull just running around goring people also how the fuck did he carry a bull up there right <laughs> yeah that's true bull. fuck me must have been a big old boy right and then in the original movie um there's also a scene where they said that like some guy's son died and he buried his son and his son came back um, and then we saw that and they lit the house on fire. Mm. Remember that? There was none of that. So there was a newspaper clipping of a person being brought back to life or a, a body that was missing from a mortuary. The Vietnam mm-hmm. veteran, right? Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, and guy. then in this movie, the one change that they did make that I did like, which we can discuss later, is they hint that Judd had actually buried his wife up there as well. Mm. So we'll dive into that a bit later, but... That's another thing I wanted to mention. Okay, mm-hmm. Kyle, you're up. Um, uh, the director is Kevin Kolsch. 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 And Dennis Widmeyer told EW the twist in the screenwriter Jeff uh, Bueller. 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 It's a weird way to spell it. Bueller. Bueller. In Jeff Bueller's script allows the story to explore some new aspects of a child returning from the dead. Since the older girl can say and do things two-year-old. A two-year-old. Oh, a two-year-old simply can't. Yeah. Yeah. So So, how do you guys feel about that twist? It was kind of surprising. Had you watched any? You hadn't watched any trailers, right? No. I, I saw five seconds of a trailer and it ruined it. Yeah. And that kind of sucks that they did that. I don't know why you would put that in the trailer. Right. I, I know why they changed it, obviously, is because it fucking a, a toddler if they would trying have, to kill people looks yeah. stupid. But if they would have done the trailer with that shot of Gage running under the road, and then when you actually screened the movie and it was the girl, would have been way different. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But because they ruined it with the trailer, I think that that's going to... S- put this movie down a yeah, lot. I probably would have been drawn in more mm-hmm. if they hadn't shown that in the trailer. Right. I think there's one last trivia fact from Patrick and then we can yeah. talk about this in detail uh, or however much detail we possibly can about the changes. In the 1989 version, Ellie Creed was played by twin girls. In this, it's Gage who is played by twins Lucas and Hugo Lavoie. In the original, they also wanted to... Um, they also wanted Gage to be played by twins, but Mary Lambert lobbied for Miko Hughes. Right. So the girl in the original movie was played by twins. Really? And then... Well, they both suck. In this yeah, one, they did. the boy is played why did, by twins. Why did they need twins? Why did they need two of um, each? So I think with that, um, it's, um, it's in like the Hollywood screen actor thing where they have to have... I'm trying to think of what it is. Like, kids under a certain age ha- can only have so many hours working in a day. So let's say they need to shoot six hours, and 
they need six hours with one particular kid in a scene. If they have twins, they can have, and the kids are only allowed to shoot three hours each mm. in general. Like kids in general can only shoot three hours. They can get a six hour day by just switching the twins. Right, so they could do three hours of one kid, three with another, rather than do three hours, and then the next day they have to wait until they can finish their shoot. Fair. Another. Three I could hours. also see like being a kid actor, you wouldn't want to do the same scenes and shit over and over and over again. Right, they'd get restless, and you know what I right. mean. It'd, yeah, it'd be dead bored, wouldn't you? Yeah. And in this movie, they they had that with the cats. Actually, apparently they had five different cats for this um, that they trained for different things. Uh, so like one cat was trained to like sneer at the camera. The other cat was trained to just like stand, like stand still and look at the camera. Another was trained to do like they had five different cats at the end of filming this, uh, the cats were all adopted out to (laughs) members of the crew, which is kind of cool. So they all got homes, but, um, yeah. Okay. So let's jump into this changes that they made. Uh, Pascal. How do you guys feel about that character in this movie? He changed his skin color. Didn't like him. Didn't like him at I did, all. He didn't. He, he w- did. He wasn't in the original. The guy was. He was charming, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, like was, charismatic. You yeah. know, like he, like he'd fully come to terms with the fact that he was dead. He was yeah. more aware. So, what do you feel like the Pascal character's mission is in the first movie compared to this one? Uh, how is he used as a tool? Well, he's he's fully going out of his way to help the family in both of them you think or in the first one definitely right. but like in the first one he doesn't seem to scare anyone no right so in the first one you feel like he was a genuine ghost that was helping them yeah i think so okay for me in the first one i felt the same way but in the second one it felt more like a weird premonition rather than mm-hmm. a ghost it felt like just like something guiding him rather than like an actual spirit true, or something that was kind of haunting him. Um, in the book, I think I get that sense as well, which makes sense because one of the kids is psychic, which means one of the parents is probably psychic. Probably the dad, right? Right. So that's kind of what I was getting from it. Mm. Um, but yeah, I might be reading into it too much because I've been listening to the book. You know, for me, I think um, the Pascal... Thing is just pointless. I don't know why mm-hmm. they had to put him in the movie to tell him don't go past that spot when his neighbor said the exact same thing. Right. Yeah, it's true. They, I feel like they they could have filled that time with probably more story. So what would what would you like? Is that the only thing in the movie that you guys feel like is pointless that they've included in it? Because mm-hmm. for me, it was both Pascal. And Zelda. Yeah, Zelda was pointless too. I feel like both of them were included in the first movie to add scares yeah. and special effects. But in this movie, I feel like they could have done it without those characters. And people probably would have been pissed, but I feel like they could have focused on the main story. I don't think people would have been pissed. I do. The, the people that watched the original probably would be. Or read the book. Yeah. But I, I feel like if they, they should have lent into them more if they incorporated him into this one, they should have or given... connected it a bit better somehow. Yeah. yeah you know, cause it honestly though, like those two parts of the story in general feel completely irrelevant. Yeah. It mm-hmm. feels I like mean, I, side I, stories. I'd like it if the, the sister was like the, the mum's sister, I'd like it if there was some backstory to how she was maybe like even possessed, but right. no one realized she was actually genuinely evil. Right. 
Yeah, like Let like him. it could they could have they could have been made it so that she was possessed and whatever was possessing her followed the mother around her whole life yeah. and finally got her to this place so this shit could happen right, to yeah. her. So you know what I mean? Let's talk about that. The change in Zelda, um, the character and their death. In the original, Zelda died by choking and uh, basically was just resentful because she was helpless. Mm-hmm. In this one, she died because she fell down a dumbwaiter. Suicide. Elevator. It wasn't suicide, no, no, I don't was, think. I think they hinted it was, at it being suicide, yeah. that she jumped in. Really? I also find it really unlikely that she would fall into that. Mm-hmm. I got I got the quote-unquote accidental vibe that she was reaching for the dumbwaiter and it fell because it doesn't work properly all the time. And she's... Mm. I don't know. But yeah, I didn't get like I I didn't get the impression it was supposed to be suicide anyway, mm. which sucks because if it was supposed to be, then they like I didn't they get didn't that impression. They didn't do a good job. Too, no. Right. Um. So yeah, I I feel like that was something they could have probably taken out. Do you guys feel like Zelda was creepier in the old one or this one? I think the old one because this one was just too dark and the yeah, and then the you, first one it was you saw everything. You only saw a, like a very small snippet of her face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like very small. Yeah, and it, again it was really they, fucking like, dark. They showed the back and everything which was really cool, but the first one was really cool like the didn't, didn't look much different, no. honestly. I feel like if they would have leaned into her sister being more disfigured from birth yeah. in general, it would have made for... But, but I don't think she was. No, I know. But I feel like if they would have leaned into like it... Like if it, she was yeah. straight up just born evil. Right. But like... Like the, the pictures we saw were like just like a generically yeah. pretty girl. A generically pretty teen that but just like had some issues. This evil was just not mixing with her body. And it was causing her spine to Is that what you think manipulate. it was? Is that what you were getting No, I feel like, like that would be a cool backstory for it. Right. Those and feet like, though. Yeah, those feet were a bit gammy. Yeah. Right. Did not enjoy... So lots of bunions. So, what do you think the whole evil context of Zelda is? I don't think there is one. I think she just had that spinal disease. I think yeah, she has spinal disease and it's jealousy. It's just like a complex that yeah. this woman developed. But I, I feel like it would have been really cool if there was that kind of hint that she was straight up just evil and she was planning on killing her sister. Yeah. And that's that's why her like weird energy has followed her around for her entire life, mm-hmm. right? And it's it's trying to push her to like Kyle said, the pet cemetery, right? And instead, they try to rely on just the fact that it's just her feeling guilty, yeah, mm-hmm. which is lame, I think. Yeah, I mean it's fine because guilt follows you. It does, but yeah, but not also... like not in the uh, like a genuine physical terror sense, right. like. Uh, what I thought was going to happen um, when she was in the bed and, and like her sister had came back to her and said, you're going to be in this bed forever like I was, blah, blah, blah. It would have been really cool if all of a sudden the just the daughter just jumped out and killed her and left her in the bed the rest of the fucking movie. Yeah, well, even if... Rather like, than... that's what I thought was going to happen. I just thought I was just going to... She was going to die, and that, and then she was going to be in the bed, and that See, was it. What I think would have been cool is if the daughter took the form of that her sister, much yeah. like and Gage she, did in yeah, the first movie, and she like she crawled onto the bed and just started disfiguring the mum. Yeah, 
like literally in front of Gage. Yeah, like just turning her into this fucking pretzel. Yeah. Like that would have been terrifying to watch. Yeah. Just like the crunching. But like the more she disfigured the mum, the more normal she looked. I feel like they could have dove into like the Wendigo a bit more here to explain some of the afterlife effects. Like maybe there's rumors that if the Wendigo taints the earth, he gives abilities to the dead that come back or something like that. Or he like brings up demons that do his bidding or something like that so that it would explain some of that stuff, like the transformations and stuff like that. I mean, maybe that's what the Wendigo is. It's a person that came back but couldn't make it out. It's probably the first person. Maybe she's the Wendigo. No. Maybe the body's still buried up on that mountain. Well, your parents well, were Well, no, yeah, because their parents came back as well, <laughs> no. right? Well, maybe those are also Wendigos. But yeah, like... If no, I'm, I'm t- <laughs> Kyle looks so annoyed with me It, right it would be pretty cool if it was like it, the first it, person they buried... Do you guys realize that we always were always like, this could make the movie so much better. And then we like basically write movies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like yeah. say if, if it was the first person they buried up there and yeah. that person came back, but they trapped that person there. Yeah. Because they knew something wasn't right. And it eventually, cause that's, that's what the window is, right? It feeds it. on human and flesh. And like that. And like, like he said, they made that Deadwood. Um, yeah. Like so the, the barricade so wasn't to stop people getting in. It, it was, was to, to stop, stop people him getting, from out. getting out. Yeah. yeah, that would have been cool if they would have like, if Boom. they would have made Fucking that a thing. Origin story for the Wendigo done. Yeah. Next movie. So, how do you guys feel about um, the introduction uh, introduction of Judd as a character in this one compared to the first one? Nah, man. You didn't Judd, like Judd had nothing on original Judd. No. Yeah. Not you a don't chance. think so? Ah, definitely no. not. And I, I didn't li- I, I liked uh, his introduction on the last one way better. As, as much as um, it was like, uh, I know it was a throwback to like South Park and stuff, but I just feel like his character sounded way more realistic as a native bloke to that area. Yeah, yeah. Like just a super thick accent. Even, even when he calls him over to say like, um, church is dead, like the cat, mm. is just like... In the first one, he actually calls him on the phone and says, you should come, I, you should I, come I loved this. that the cow was frozen to the ground in the yeah. first one and yeah. you heard the Velcro like... Yeah. Yeah, it's it's just, I don't know. I it, was, it was more... It wasn't as great of a character. It was arguably more graphic in the original. Mm-hmm. The, uh, you know... Yeah, I kind of, I can see that. Because like, even when, <laughs> in, in the original, when Gage got hit by the bus, the bus, the fucking tanker. Semi... You didn't see his body, and you kind of just you saw assumed, the bloody shoe. You assumed that it was fucking ruined, right? Like I, that kid nearly evaporated. But then in this, you see the body, and she's literally doesn't seem to be nothing wrong, harmed at all, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. How do you guys feel about <laughs> not including the uh, housekeeper who hangs herself? Yeah, in the I did first not movie? understand that in the original movie. <laughs> yeah, that was all. that was another pointless thing. So in the book, 
Um, she's actually a family friend that comes around and helps out around the house and stuff when the family can't. She's almost like a housekeeper that they pay to hire. But um, just I wish from when they moved in, because that never made sense yes. to me. Did they bring her with them no. when they moved? No, it was when they moved. Um, I think it would have been cooler in the original <clears throat> movie if they would have had that as Judd's wife. Like Judd's wife was helping them take yeah. care of the kids and stuff. And then, uh, because the mom worked in the original too, still did she not? Yeah, she did. I think it was implied. No, she said she was she was a stay at home mom. Okay, so but I, I think it would have been cooler if that happened, and then maybe in the book, Judd's wife has a heart attack. I'm not super far into it, but she has a heart attack. She's still alive in the book at like pretty much the whole part up until the cat dies so far in the book. So in the movie, if they would have had her there whatever something happened to her maybe or maybe she finds out she has cancer hung herself judd could have brought her to the pet cemetery she came back tainted and then maybe that's how they figure out that this whole thing fucks up yeah and and whatever but he but he could have done it without anyone else knowing and then been like no it's a bad idea right it would have just been his wife <clears throat> is just gone yeah. one day mm. and then be like oh i'm so sorry to hear somebody dug up your wife's body and he'd just be like yeah that it's it sucks it's a shame hmm. whatever and like they if find they, they find like a shallow grave like if they could have leaned into that like it would have been better the original this one they cut it out completely and what i did like was the insertion of his wife into this movie because she's not even mentioned in the first movie but hmm. they had the housekeeper randomly how do you guys feel about judd's wife being brought up in this movie and did you put that together because you gave me the impression kyle that you didn't even piece together that he may or may not have buried her in the pet cemetery i didn't i didn't get that at all about his wife um yeah it's because they when the daughter like took that transformation she said that she was burning in hell and she said you did yeah. this to me because because yeah. why would why would she blame it on judd though she said everything no i i get mm-hmm I'm going to pause this for a second. Okay, so we're back. I just heard a fucking scream again, and it was super suspect, and I wanted to investigate because my girlfriend's home, and I didn't. I wanted to make sure she wasn't hurt or anything, but it was actually some child somewhere probably getting murdered. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, so Judd's wife. Fuck, we pick up weird things. Burning in hell. <laughs> At the most inopportune times. It's probably just my stomach yelling there. <laughs> 11, for lunch. <laughs> 11 p.m. at night. <clears throat> okay, so Judd's wife burning in hell. What would your reasoning be that this was brought up in the movie, Kyle? Uh, like, it could have been anything. She could have killed I herself, right? I, I, I don't know, that, man. Like, that's a sin, and whatever, you go to hell for that. Like you know what I mean? It, it does. It doesn't necessarily. Like I don't get how you guys. They didn't. They didn't say he buried her and tried bringing her back. So I don't get why you guys think that. Yeah, but the they said you know what you did. It was something along the lines of like insinuating that because he buried her, she's gonna have the same outcome as that little girl has, and that's mm -hmm. why the little girl is angry at him as well. <clears throat> type thing. Like you showed him where to bury me. Type shit. Because of you, I am burning in hell, and she will too, type thing. And th that's what I got from it anyways. I don't know. Patrick, you seem to be on the same page as me, kind of. 
Yeah, I sort of. It wasn't overly obvious, but you could kind of get it. Yeah, could be a stretch. So, I did like also the insertion of the masks in this movie compared to the old one. I didn't like the underutilization of it, though. I don't understand why they were only in one scene, and that was the only time you ever saw them ever. Yeah, that was weird for me. It was just the funeral procession, and I feel like the only way they, the only reason they put it in this movie was just for trailer fodder. Is how it felt. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, is there anything else you guys can really think of that you had issues with or anything? Because like not wildly, they didn't change enough. I feel like the one part that I do really appreciate, aside from the shitty special effects, was the fact that they went to bury the bodies at nighttime. And they walked through the woods more and it showed more of that trek rather than just it literally being like 10 feet away from his house is what it felt like in the first movie to me. The fact that they were actually like walking through the forest at nighttime and the loon noises, quote unquote, that they Mm. were hearing, they were like hearing like banshee screeching and shit. I felt like that was more effective in this movie. It's just that the surrounding stuff that was happening around them felt so cheesy to me that it wasn't effective. Yeah, I get that. Um, but yeah, I don't know. How do you guys feel about that stuff? It was all good. It's just... Uh, <laughs> You're just over-talking about a mediocre movie then? Just the... <laughs> that's, that's all it was. It was yeah. just mediocre. Yeah. And it's upsetting because they had such a strong starting point. Mm-hmm. Like, not only did they have an existing movie, but they also had a book. Yeah. I think they just picked a lot of bad decisions for putting it together. They tried to keep as much of the original intact as possible. Honestly, if they they would have done a prequel for the old movie, who cares if it was never remade? If they would have done an introduction for the old movie, it could have been so good. You know what I weirdly would have appreciated is if it was still set in the 80s. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree with you on that. Um, what would they have done? There wouldn't have been much different, though. All the, the only thing that would have been different is they would have had an old old car. Honestly, well, yeah, it would have been it would have been everything though, like the the lack of cell phones, just little things like that. What did they like? The only time that they used a cell phone was her trying to call call him, and he he was well, no, the like, truck driver, yeah, with the flip phone, yeah. St- and yeah. then when she called Judd as well and asked Judd to go and check on them. Yeah. But, I mean, she called both of them at their houses. They, she could have just called. Yeah, but she was on the road. I think, honestly, the only reason she was on the road like that is to show that dairy sign farm. Yeah, probably. Otherwise, she could have just done it from her ho- from the parents' house because yeah. she did call just, from the parents' house, called him I, just, I feel like there's just yeah. there's so many little bits that... I'm, I'm, I was sort of sat there like, oh, that's fucking interesting. Yeah. And then it was, you never saw it again for the rest of the movie, mm-hmm. which is just a bit lame, really. Yeah, I don't know. Do you guys have anything else you want to nah, touch on this? No, really. I was trying to find uh, the name of the trucking company so that I could say that they were sponsoring this podcast. Ordville <laughs> or something like that. Yeah, but I can't remember what it was. Also, I, I'm really curious. There was a... Um, a remade cover of like Pet Cemetery Ramones. Yeah. At the end of the movie, I'm curious who wh- what band that was, but. Um, let me look it up here for a second. What did you think of that cover, Kyle? <laughs> I don't know. Like it sounded, uh, it was interesting because like I do listen to the 
you're used to listening to the Ramones a lot. And I know the old uh, old song pretty well. And when I first heard it, it sounded like, like the Ramones. It just re-recorded. And then all of a sudden I heard the girl's voice. See, to me, it sounded like a shitty indie rock band. Oh, they're called S- Starcrawler. Hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I wasn't huge on it, but anyways. Yeah, Patrick, you got anything else to say here, buddy? No, you guys no. got anything to plug? No well, plugs. let's. It, it's hard to keep our energy up here because it's 11 p.m. and we just sat through Pet Cemetery and talking about it. So we will say... Um, coming up this week i guess after you listen to this it'll be next friday so uh the next episode will be life legends episode seven which Mm. we haven't recorded yet but it should be a good one and uh i'm looking forward to that and then after that we're going to be doing another movie night on the paul walker classic film running scared we're going to finally get to that followed by patrick's pick have you picked anything yet no i should probably do that though yeah, that'll be number one on your list. Um, until then, I guess, uh, fuck Judge Reinhold. And, and keep an eye on your cat. And don't walk out in open roads by fucking yeah. semi-dizzy Don't places. cross the road like a fucking moron. You'll be fine. <laughs> Jesus. They know trucks. Oh, nah. The fucking road <laughs> trials me, mate. End it. Finish it. Bye. Bye.